Hi everyone, this is my review of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've been really looking forward to this show, so I've got a lot to say. Overall, getting into it, I really enjoyed these first two episodes. They're definitely not perfect, and I have some pretty major issues with them, but I think they set up the story well for the show to improve from here, and I think there's a lot of potential there for the remaining episodes. Um, let's quickly start with the technical aspects. The show is beautifully directed. Deborah Chow is doing a great job. Uh, this feels a lot more cinematic than those other two shows. And I think a major reason for that is the cinematography. I noticed uh, that they used a lot more wide shots. We see a lot more establishing shots of locations and landscapes than we did in these other shows. And I really love that. It gives the show that cinematic feel and it makes it feel more important, makes the show feel like more of an event. Um, the cinematography is great. Of course, the show looks amazing visually. The CGI is solid. Other locations look great. The production design is great, thanks to the volume. Um, this is another very well-made show. Deborah Chow is doing a great job um, leading that. Another reason why it feels so cinematic is the score. John Williams' Obi-Wan theme is awesome. And then Natalie Holt is picking up with that and doing a great job. Um, the score really fits, and it does a lot to help the show establish a tone and a feel. Um, talking about that tone, I think that's one of Deborah Chow's biggest successes with this show. It has this kind of melancholy tone, especially in the first episode. It feels very somber. It feels downtrodden. It kind of aligns with Kenobi's own mental state. And that really worked well for me since this is such a somber period in the Star Wars timeline. There's also this great slow burn at the heart of the show where the tension and the stakes are slowly growing, slowly growing. Things are kind of very slowly escalating and you can feel that and you can feel that it's only going to get more dangerous from here. And of course, I think that's confirmed with the end of episode two when we see Vader. That's kind of the big moment um, that teases the future. Let's also talk about the performances and the characters. Um, I love how we find Obi-Wan in this sad state where he's lost everything and he's living this kind of repetitive, monotonous and just kind of depressing life in the desert. It makes sense. And it's where I wanted to see him after Revenge of the Sith because it just makes sense and it's logical from a character perspective. We see that he harbors so much guilt. He blames himself for what happened to Anakin. He's tired. He's worn down both mentally and physically. And then he's also dealing with this PTSD, which we see with the nightmares. He's in desperate need of guidance. And we see him reaching out for Qui-Gon, who doesn't reply yet. Uh, I think we'll definitely hear him, um, at least hear him, maybe see him, um, Liam Neeson, at some point during the show. What impressed me so much is Ewan McGregor's performance. He's able to convey so much of Obi-Wan's mental state without needing to actually say a word. There's not really that many scenes about his PTSD or his guilt. They don't give him that many designated scenes to show that. So he just kind of carries it all in his face during other scenes and the nuances in his expressions. And you can see that through every scene, just by the way he carries himself, he truly is a changed man. And of course, we also see that when he refuses to help the Jedi who shows up. Um, just phenomenal acting. That scene also is great because you can hear the pain in his voice as he talks about how the Jedi lost. It's over. Um, I think the only thing he's clinging to, the only thing giving him hope is the prophecy, the chosen one, and Luke. Um, I love those moments when he's watching Luke or watching Leia, and you can tell that he sees Anakin or Padme in them, even without him saying it, which of course he eventually does. But uh, he does so much nonverbal facial acting and just really nails it all. And then, of course, I think his best scene comes at the end of episode two, that realization that Anakin is alive, the shock on his face as he tries to process it, just phenomenal, um, such a powerful moment, and Ewan plays it so well. He is so good in this show. 
and I think this is already his best performance in Star Wars. I think he's better in this show than he was in any of the prequels. Talking about the rest of the ensemble cast, I was kind of mixed on them. I'll be talking about the good ones now, and then I'll definitely have to talk about some of them in the criticism section. But let's start with the good ones. Rupert Friend as the Grand Inquisitor. I had major issues with the Grand Inquisitor, but uh, he was probably the least offensive of the three Inquisitors. He had that monologue at the beginning of episode one that I thought he just delivered really well. Uh, My biggest problem with his character is just that I don't find him threatening. Uh, A good villain needs to feel threatening and needs to feel like a villain, feel like they pose a threat. And I just didn't get that at all from him. We'll talk about that more later. But I don't really have an issue with his performance, with his delivery. We also got Benny Safdie as this other Jedi who comes to Obi-Wan. I thought he was fine. Uh, To be honest, I didn't, I wasn't very impressed by him. I thought he was just fine. Not great, but not horrible either. Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen was phenomenal. He was a standout. I wasn't really expecting much, but I was surprised by how good he was and how much I loved all his scenes in the show. His conflict with Obi-Wan and his distrust of Obi-Wan is great. His delivery was just so on point and he nailed every line he was given. I thought he just stole the show in every scene he was in, which wasn't many, but he was great in what he was in. We also had Kumail Nanjiani as this kind of fake Jedi who does actually have a conscience. He does end up helping Obi-Wan, and I liked him. Uh, Yes, he's kind of doing the same thing he does in every movie, and your tolerance for that will vary, but I thought it worked. He had some funny moments, and I enjoyed him on screen. I liked the idea of criminals pretending to be Jedi for money. I thought that was kind of clever, so he was solid. Uh, We also got Flea as Leia's kidnapper. Uh, It was a little jarring to see Flea, but I thought he was solid in the role and he plays the scumbag really well. Jimmy Smits as Bail Organa was a huge surprise, but I thought he was phenomenal. He is just so great on screen. He just oozes compassion. His relationship with Leia is so good and you can just tell that he genuinely loves her. And it also makes it so much more powerful um, to see in A New Hope when he dies, when Alderaan is exploded, uh, Leia's heartbreak, you can see why that would impact her, why that would affect her so much. You can tell that he genuinely loves her. And I feel like every second he was on screen was just delightful. I was so glad to see him. I hope to see him a little bit more in this show. And then he would fit into Andor. So I would love to see him in Andor too. I think I just love Bail Organa. I love that character and I love his performance. Simone Kessel as Bria Organa was also solid. This is kind of a random moment, but I really liked her reaction when Leia steals the droid off her. She kind of played that perfectly, and I totally bought her as this character. Um, I love seeing the dynamics and the relationship between mother and daughter and then father and daughter and all the Organas. Last but not least is Vivian Lyra Blair as young Leia. This is an interesting one because many people have pointed out, and I agree, that her line delivery is not perfect all the time, but she's also nine years old, so I don't really blame her. Um, And even though her line delivery wasn't always perfect, I thought she was perfect in the role. I thought she captured the spirit of Leia Organa so perfectly, and I thought the character was written well. I think she completely captured the defiance, the sass of Leia that we see in the original trilogy. I thought she totally embodied that character, and I completely bought into her as a young Leia, and I thought she was great. Moving on from the performances and the characters, let's talk a little bit more about the story, a little more plot details before I get into criticisms. Uh, The show started with this great recap of the prequels that I thought was very well edited, very well done. It reminded us of Padme's line, there's still good in him, which I think will be important. We also get this fantastic Order 66 scene in the temple. It was very tense and just a great way to immediately hook the audience 
we've seen order 66 so many times. Um, I still kind of love, I know some people are getting tired of it. I still kind of love seeing it. I love seeing all these different angles, perspectives. It's just really cool. Um, I think that scene is going to be important in the future too. And I like the theory that Reva is one of the younglings in that scene. I love seeing Obi-Wan's life on Tatooine. I love that the toy he brings to Luke is the one Luke's playing with in A New Hope. That was a cool little Easter egg. I love the idea of Jedi coming and then getting killed by the Inquisitors. I love the idea of the Inquisitors, even if I don't love the execution of them. Um, I love that the thing that pulls Obi-Wan off Tatooine is Leia. That was super surprising and really awesome. And that entire Leia storyline was so cool. I love seeing Alderaan, which was beautiful looking. And then I loved seeing Leia's life there. I love how this also adds more context and explains things in other parts of Star Wars. It explains why Leia would name her son Ben um, after not really knowing Obi-Wan very well. And it explains why she immediately trusts Luke, who comes to save her and says he was sent by Ben Kenobi. So all of that was great. And I love when a show or movie can retroactively add context to other things. Um, I love the brief C-3PO cameo. I love Tamara Morrison as a clone trooper. And then the reaction by Ewan McGregor was fantastic. Uh, great acting there. Um, and then the final scene, cutting to Vader, was unexpected and chilling and just the perfect cliffhanger. And I'm really loving the story so far. I find it really compelling. And so far, I think it's been pretty well done. I do have some questions, though, that I really hope are answered in the future. First of all, how does Reva know that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader? That's a huge one I need to know. Also, I'm wondering, where does her personal vendetta against Obi-Wan come from? Also, the Grand Inquisitor can't be dead, right? That directly contradicts his story in Star Wars Rebels. So he can't be dead. It must have been some sort of fake out. But I wonder about all of that. And I hope that's answered in the future. Talking about Reva... I definitely think there's more to her than we've seen. I do believe the theory that she was one of the kids in the Order 66 scene. Maybe she encountered Anakin Skywalker then. Um, I do think her hatred from Obi-Wan and her motivation in this show will be revealed from that scene somehow. And I'm excited to see that. But that brings me to my one major problem with the show so far. And I think the one weak spot in the show, which is the Inquisitors. I love the idea with them on paper. Um, I love it, but it's just in the execution. It really does not work for me. First of all, their costumes, their makeup, it's just way too distracting. I really don't like it for the Grand Inquisitor. And then especially for Sun Kang's Inquisitor, they just look so goofy to me. They don't look scary in the slightest. I genuinely don't care how accurate they look to the animated versions. As we talked about with Cad Bane, I just want them to capture the essence of those versions, the essence of those characters. And in Star Wars Rebels, they were scary. They felt like actual villains. They felt like a threat. And I just can't take them seriously in this show. I find them really lackluster and boring and just kind of lame. They just look goofy. And I feel like they just feel weird and they don't fit in and they feel unnatural and they aren't threatening at all. And they're just really not working for me. And part of that's the costumes and the makeup. Part of that's the performances. Like we talked about, I think Rupert Friend, he did his best. But I really do think the makeup really hindered his performance. And it's just really hard to take him seriously. And he doesn't feel like a threat. I will say, though, the one saving grace of his makeup, of his appearance, the yellow eyes add so much. And I feel like he would look a million times worse than he already does if he didn't have those yellow eyes. I think those yellow eyes up the creepiness factor and make him feel more threatening um, than he already does, even if he still doesn't feel as threatening as I want him to feel and as he feels in animation.
The ones that really bothered me, though, were both Sung Kang and Moses Ingram. Sung Kang, he just kind of yelled a lot, and I just couldn't take him seriously at all. It felt really forced and unnatural, and I just didn't buy him as that character for a second. Moses Ingram, too, she's really trying, and you can see what she's going for. I see that she's trying to sell this character who's reckless, who's unhinged, and who's totally motivated by her rage, but I just really didn't buy it. Her performance felt extremely flat for me, and I didn't buy her as this character at all. It felt forced. It felt unnatural to me. It just felt to me like it was somebody trying really hard, and it felt like acting to me. It felt like somebody acting on screen instead of just a character, which is not a good sign. So that's my main problem with this show. I'm going to give them time. I haven't made final judgments. I'm hoping that in the future, um, the Inquisitors improve, the performances improve. Maybe when we get some sort of reveal about Reva's backstory, um, the character, you know, maybe shift and it'll all make sense. And maybe the performance will start working for me. So I'm going to give them that time, but we'll see how that goes. Um, those are my thoughts on the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I did end a little negatively, but I did really enjoy them besides the Inquisitors. They were a solid first two episodes with some room to improve. I do think the show can just really get better from here. Hopefully it does. What did you think of these episodes? Did you like them as much as me? Did you like them more than me? Or did you like them less than me? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail, or the form. All those links are in the description. And thank you so much for listening and have a good day.